Hey there, kids, it's Ratch in the Zoo. Bam, bam, bam. Your two mates from Buffalo, New York. We're going to do the top three worst office characters of all time. We took some polls. We took some results. We're also going to talk some sports (laughs) as the Buffalo Bills have taken over the 716 in terms of attention, in terms of swagger, in terms of confidence. The entire region is reeling. We're also going to go over a couple of people around the country who deserve a little bit more attention, as we always do. And then, wrapping it up, as always, the YouTube algorithm section. It's Reg in the Zoo, baby, episode 16. Let's go. Reg in the Zoo, comedy. It's episode 16 here in Buffalo, New York. What's Buffalo the date local, today? local. Uh, What's the t- date today? Today's October 6th. It is currently 8.18 p.m. 8.18 p.m. on the East Coast. We're not live, but we're, we're here. It's Reg in the Zoo. We're doing our podcast. We're doing, we're doing our thing. That'd be a good uh, slogan. Reg in the Zoo coming at you. Or maybe- I thought you said coming in you. It could be Reg in the Zoo coming at you, coming in you, coming on you. No, none of those. Scrap all three. This is Reg in the Zoo coming on you, brother. <laughs> and then you got to say brother after. Cause that's, that's yeah, brother. Oh, we're going to no. come. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough now. That's yeah. enough now, Zoo. It's getting a little TVMA up in here. Yeah, because it's NC-17, we got new rules here. We <laughs> can do whatever we want. That's we why we do rules. this. No, but seriously, uh, we're here. It's episode 16. I can't believe it's been that many episodes already, but um, every episode we like to kind of show a little gratitude for anybody out there listening. Thank you for coming back again. Sorry if we're disappointing you again, but please keep coming back <laughs> and tell a couple people to listen to us and make fun of us if you want. You know what? Um, if we are disappointing you, then fuck off. Go listen to someone else. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> no, <laughs> um, our intentions here, though, we want to have some some good times. We want to talk about people around the 716 that deserve a little bit more attention, possibly outside of the 9 to 5. This has kind of been our side gig swig. Um, personally, I've <laughs> I've quit drinking. Matt or the zoo. Matt here. just started. <laughs> Matt just started. So he's, what are you sipping on this episode? Oh, I'm drinking that. Basil Hayden's again. That log Basil Hayden, whiskey. that sipper. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I talk kind of openly about how I quit boozing, but this has opened up a lot of energy for me, and it also is great for mental health. One thing, kind of to just remind ourselves of: yesterday we were going to do a pod, and we didn't get around to it. You fell asleep. I ended up doing other shit, not that productively, honestly, and it just made me realize like I was kind of kicking myself. I kind of felt like I sold myself short by not doing one yesterday. So I just want to remind anybody out there, do your own podcast too. Like I hope that if you take anything from what we're doing, it's that it's not only is it uh, 
pretty cool to put something together like this. It makes you feel uh, fulfilled in a way, but it helps with public speaking. It helps with, uh, you know, making points. And I even criticized myself on the last episode for saying like way, way too many times. So I didn't really notice it too much. I'm going to try and do better at that this episode. Well, it's interesting switching, um, switching between the remote life and in studio. So, oh, that one got you a little bit there. Yeah, that one. Uh, Take it easy, bro. We've got a big episode. That one uh, burned going down. Yeah, so take really it drink, easy. I don't drink that much. I, I just sip on the whiskey. That's what they all say, broski. I do. That's I, what I. That's what man, I used to say. I'm. I'm. I. I would do greens any day before drinking anything. Oh yeah, greens all the way. But a few all things we've got. We've got obviously we're kind of always a little all over the place, but we try and segment everything. We we start out a little bit local. Um, we talk a little bit of swag. We talk a little bit of sports. We talk a little bit of on screen. That's movies, film, TV, and then sounds at the end. We always wrap up with a little bit of music. And then I like to always kind of point out some of the best songs or or vibes that that we find through the YouTube algorithm. But I got a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> when you're uh, when you tell people like, yeah, you know, I do a podcast, whatever, and they ask you, oh, what's it about? What do you say when they say, what's it about? I'm a, I always say like anything and everything, but then I try to like narrow it down and I say sports, movies, TV, local news, you know, uh, anything that's relevant in the world, really, we try to talk about and we try not to limit it. But what is like, what do you usually say? Cause I, I'm kind of usually at a loss cause we talk about so much. Um, Pretty much when somebody asks, I sort of go, I sort of go with it more. Uh, it depends on, it's changed a lot since we first started. I think yeah. when we first started before Corona, from being honest, I mean, that feels like it was 20 years ago, but I think I would answer that question differently pre COVID and then coming back it was sort of like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were doing that before, right? But I'm trying to think back to in the beginning when people would ask, I would just sort of say, I don't know, we're just practicing. You know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But I still say that a little bit. Not that we're still practicing. I'm like, you know, we, we only got, you know, like a dozen episodes and we're still I, trying to find that main thing. But I mean, I feel like we found it, but I still just don't know how to. Tell people I feel it. as though many most people that most people that know what a podcast is don't really ask because yeah, they, they just sort they, of yeah. know me enough already. Yeah. Um what I would love to do, obviously, and we have a whole list of people in a Google Doc that we want to have on. Um, but that is ultimately what I end up saying is it's designed in a way where we're, we're trying to find a rhythm that, that can be, you know, something that somebody can come back to and know that they're going to get quality shit in terms of music takes for sports. Cause i I find myself interested in sports, but I, I like to dig a little bit deeper and then music. I think anybody, 
What I find to be the most interesting is the people that know me the best I find are the least interested in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I totally get that too. Whereas some of the people that might not know me at a personal level as much, they are like, that's really cool. You know, they're like, wow. But the people that know me best are just kind of like, no, that's just, that's cool. But I mean, inside, I think like, here I go saying like, but it's been personally, I have a strange mind that always comes up with a lot of different ideas and I struggle with picking which idea to execute. So just having something to execute alone like this, having a, pl- a show to plan, it gets so many different uh, wheels turning for me that it, it 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 kind of I see why anyone else does it. You know, before we did this, I think I would have like many people probably look at us, thought, why are they even doing that? Nobody's listening. But it's not that. It's not. It's it's almost a form of writing out loud. Um, especially if you put in a little bit of homework as we did today in having somewhat of a structure yeah, and, and segmenting it. But when somebody asks, I just say sports, movies, music, a little bit of everything. Um, but again, most of the people that I've kind of talked to about it, it's really more, I, I've been sharing like the personal journey that it's actually had a positive impact on my life in, in substitute to a lot of things that still need to be filled. Because I think one thing that's important here is it fills voids where if I was just sitting on the couch right now, I would be thinking of a lot of different things and what I would want to say if I was on a microphone, but guess what? I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every goddamn thing that I have to say. I feel empowered when I have a microphone in front of me. Straight up, Robbie Hart, wedding singer, 1987. He had the microphone. The guy, remember he goes back. He goes back to wedding singing and the guy's being an asshole in the crowd because he's really terrible. Adam Sandler. The wedding singer? Yeah. He goes back after he gets his heart broken. The first one he does and that guy's being real mean to him. And he's like all drunk and stuff. And he's Yeah, and he's like, yeah, well, I have a microphone. And you don't. <laughs> so you're gonna listen to every goddamn yeah. thing I have to say. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Um, that's like that's a great Adam Sandler movie. His stuff it, that he comes out with now is ugh, but his older stuff. He's got a Halloween movie coming out. What's we'll this one save it. Uh, I have no idea. It's it's got like a weird name, but he well, shot it in the off season, which is interesting to think about trying to shoot a Halloween movie in the off season. When I was in Salem with Rayleigh. We went to Boston, but we stopped in Salem. I was talking to a local in a in the Salem uh, Wiccan Museum. One of them. There's like five, but it was it was like one of those cheesy museums. But there was a local that walked you around, and they they had there was just a lot of old fashioned, like almost set design things almost sort of 
wax museum ish slash set design. And there was this huge, almost uh, like a chapel, but each section you sat in the middle and each section would have a hot light and it would read through the Salem witch trial to you. Well, ended up talking to the girl that was leading us through the tour. And she was telling us that when they shot Lords of Salem, one of Rob Zombie's lesser quality movies, they shot it out of season in Salem. But so many people come to Salem that time of the year. Cause what we were talking about that it's the Wiccan new year. Yeah. The actual Wiccans go there. Not like people like there's hocus pocus people that go there for Disney to see the Disney hocus pocus house. But then there's actual witches what? and warlock people that go Wait, there. Hold the phone. You can go see the hocus pocus house. Yeah, I believe so. If you're I didn't know that was I didn't know that was actually in Salem. I figured that was just I, like an LA house. That is really cool. I would have to consult with uh Nick. They did end up going there, Nick Sheeter. Oh, said a last name. I don't think that matters. But Nick and his uh wife, they went there. Um but when when they were shooting Rob Zombie Lords of Salem, they were tossing out they had to use like fake leaves because there was no leaves. So think about being on a set, throwing up fake leaves over and over for a Rob Zombie movie. That's working in the industry right there. They did that on the original Halloween movie, actually. Um, shot it in the summer and had to recreate. So they, they shot it in in uh, California. And there was palm trees and all this shit. Um, yeah. And they had one bag of leaves that they got from wherever, like across the country at somebody's place or whatever. Yeah. They just collected leaves and they kept reusing those leaves, like throwing a couple in front of the, the camera. Yeah, I got a yeah, you got a leaf guy? Yeah, we, we do gotta leaves. collect these leaves. I mean, like how crazy is that? And then a couple of the shots you can actually see a palm tree on the back of it actually. In the the original Halloween. John Carpenters. That's pretty funny. Hey, it's that time of the year though. Um, movie magic locally the bills four no huge i think everybody and their brother would admit that's got to be the most noteworthy thing in our region especially considering what's sad is i drove by nichols high school yesterday and i don't mean to shout out nichols but they're just where I live, but I saw a field full of young athletes playing several different sports and didn't see a football team and high school football in New York is basically not existent. There's, I talked to a few different coaches and there is some semblance of some flag here or some flag there workouts and remote and this, all this shit. But it's just so sad that, High school kids don't have football, but other kids that play like girls field hockey is playing an inner squad game. And then in a field over, there's a 50 kids playing a soccer game. And then 50 yards over, I couldn't tell what the fuck they were doing playing grab ass. But I just, it was sad to see that. That's something kind of local that I saw that it's disappointing Luckily, we have the pros. Luckily, we have Josh Allen. Dude, imagine. A fucking new hero to look up to. 
Imagine if we didn't have the NFL this season. But yeah, dude, the uh, the Bills are fucking killing it. I love it. I was a little nervous for Sunday's game. I got a little nervous there for a little bit with that hey. shitty call. The yeah. touchdown that Brown should have had. I mean, you don't know what they're looking at sometimes. It's certainly it certainly is ambiguous some of the refereeing. I actually had a theory now that I have a microphone a couple of years back. They switched from, well, they didn't switch from, but they changed their review system and everything goes to New York. You'll hear them say, we'll go to New York. The review goes to New York. If you remember, they would walk over to that little thing and look into that monitor and the referee that was there yeah, would I remember make that. the call. Well, a couple of years back, they switched it and... I think the referee kind of still goes over somewhere, but I think it's more just to touch base with New York. And I had a conspiracy theory a few years back that went as far to say that you could edit in real time. If it was a matter of a quick, a quick edit, you could change, you know, you could add a little green in between a white spike and a sideline, or you you could actually do that in a matter of, if you had the best editors ready, Matter to be able to do that, it would be very difficult, but there are people out there that could do it. A. B, everything goes to New York, which is so Star Wars Emperor, like go to the the war room in New York to have a what's supposed to be, I guess, like an unbiased source make the call. But then you have these moments where there's 7.8 billion people watching a game and everyone's looking at the same thing, but somehow they still call it the way the ball's over the line. The guy's catching the ball. You slow it down into supersonic inhuman eye speed perception. And you could make it seem like it's not a catch, but the fucking guy caught the ball on the goal line. The ball breaks the goal line. It's in. That's that's what I mean. Like half the time, like say like when the quarterback's running, running it in, they get it right past the, um, right past the line, and they're like out of bounds. Their whole body's out of bounds for the most part, but their arms like reaching in and it passes the plane. So it's like, right? How how does that count as a touchdown? But his doesn't when he's in bounds like the entire time. It, I don't know. It was annoying. Yeah. He even stepped over the plane too. Like I don't know, whatever. But yeah, we won anyway. Plane. Yeah, the Bills are four and zero. It's a good time to live in Buffalo for that reason. If we were zero and four. Speaking of uh, uh, people are always a lot more shitty here. I don't know how it is around the country, but people really do live and die by how the bills do. Yeah. Like it's kind of all we got sometimes. Um, Yeah. The ebb and flow of Western New York. What were you going to say? Speaking of uh, the instant replay, did you know that the USFL invented the instant replay? They made it big and then the NFL ended up adapting it from them. Um. On a broadcast, correct? Like on a TV, like during a game, the, the slow motion replay, I think you're yeah. referring to. Yeah. Yes. I think I did know that. There yeah. was a really good documentary on how the XFL actually led to most of the best parts of broadcast football now. Yeah. It was, uh, the one I saw it was a 30 for 30 called Small Potatoes. It's about Donald Trump and uh, the USFL and how he kind of sabotaged it because he wanted to be an NFL uh, football team owner and they would, they wouldn't let him be an owner in the NFL. 
so he had to like ruin this whole other league, which, you know, which I think it'd be cool if there was another football league that was legit. They had um, one going. The AAF was okay. They also had the XFL was just going and the rock just bought that. Did you know the, that? That's right. He did buy that. Did hear that. Cause they didn't, they went like bankrupt or something. When the they did COVID go started. bankrupt. So he bought it. And I think that's pretty cool because he's a good guy. He'll do good for that. He'll do good for the game. Um, How much did he buy it for? I'm not sure. I bet you he got a good deal on it. Wonder how to much. Be honest with, to be honest with you, I wonder how much he's worth because I know Vince McMahon's worth a couple billion. Um, like you know, what's crazy or is you flick through these channels. Oh, I I actually made a sighting in a wrestling match. Uh, my brother sent me a video. I don't know who this dude is. I'll have to get back to you. Um, but a guy who looks sort of like the sort of like Reg made an appearance versus Matt Hardy on, on uh, whatever. I think it's all elite AEW or maybe WWE. No, no, no. It's he's in WWE. The guy that looks like me, he just wrestled Matt Hardy. Who's one of my favorites still, still kicking, but Chris Jericho has his own on TNT called all elite wrestling. And I just think it's cool that he's got his own podcast too. Actually. I think Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, do you remember Y2J? Loved it, dude. I loved it. Y2J, do you remember how big of a countdown it was? Do you remember how serious that was? All for just Chris Jericho to come? That was the most overhyped thing, I think, in my entire life. Y2 Jericho. No, he comes out. They uh, promoted that for like three months. His first time on Raw, he's like... Instead of Raw is War, he's like, Raw is Jericho. Like, I fucking, dude, I love him, dude. My boy Sopper put me in a Chris Jericho Lion Tamer original WCW Chris Jericho Lion Tamer in second grade. And Miss Burkhardt, he was Arabian. He's Yemeni, uh, Yemen. He had me in a, we were fucking around when the teacher was out of the room and he had me in a, in a lion tamer and originally i was acting like trying to act how wrestlers act to be honest with you i was trying to act how stone cold acted while he was getting the the um figure four the sharpshooter the sharpshooter from bret hart Hart. that's how i was trying to act while getting the lion tamer from my boy sopper in second grade and Miss Burkhard walked back in and noticed and absolutely lost her shit. She was like, Saper, Saper. She thought I was really so that was like one of my pain, first yeah. acting acting gigs. Yeah. Yeah, my brother well, used to put me in the sharpshooter. He used to give me stunners all the time. Yeah. Tombs, my brother everything. Like I'm surprised we didn't die when we were kids. The way we would wrestle. Um, like my brother was always was twelve years older than me, so he was bigger than me, but there was a lot of fake fighting and a lot of good matches. Um, he actually threw me off. Well, unintentionally bounced me off of his bed once. And I like <laughs> once and fell backwards, like and smashed my ear on this old metal box fan. It was like, just this thick, like thick, this wide, this this deep thought of a box fan but it was just so yeah it was like encased like thick box hard metal rivets 
think technology class. That's the that's the paint pastels we're imagining. Yes. This okay. With like a plastic grate on the front and back, but like almost too big of holes for kids still back in the unsafe fan days. Yeah. And my ear like chunked my cartilage like right here hit and a little flap came off and it didn't really bleed, but it was all red in there. And I, I saw a little bit of blood on my hand. I was laughing, but when I saw that blood, I was just shrieking. Yep. But I was fine. It was a quick lesson. He put some dirt on it and we got back to whatever the hell we were doing next. Man, wrestling back in the day was amazing. I stopped watching it after like, I was really big into the NWO and WCW. Fucking love the NWO. Brother. That's why I'm always saying brother. The Wolfpack, too. Wolfpack, dude. Don't mess around with the Wolfpack. Too sweet. I fucking <laughs> love that. Um, um, and Degeneration X and stuff. Um, yeah, Degeneration X. I was a huge X Pac fan. When X Pac and Kane teamed up, that was one of my favorites. X Pac. I was also a huge Mankind fan. I wasn't at first, and then when he did that cage match with Undertaker, and he got thrown off the fucking very top of it. My mother and I actually bonded over Mick Foley. Funny story. My mother took me to another example of the, the great Patricia Mountain not being afraid of people. She had a laugh with Mick Foley at media play after we were waiting in line to get my book signed that she had just purchased for me the first one that he wrote yes well i don't know but it he wrote a book he did a signing we waited in line and he was in this little tiny little booth and i got out of line and i missed it my mom and mick foley had a laugh about it which I'm i'm sure they had a great time but she actually got to meet mick foley yeah, he I left the line like a dumb little idiot. You can tell that he's a really good dude. He was so cool. I actually am going to have to ask her about that. We were laughing about it recently, but I didn't ask, like, what did Mick Foley say? Because I was always so selfishly ashamed of myself telling this story that I got out of line and missed my opportunity to see and smell Mick Foley <laughs> close up. That's I always cool. wondered, like, does he smell? He either smells like fucking fresh Irish spring soap or he smells like absolute just fucking belly button. Exactly like what you would expect mankind to smell like. Right? Like freshly <laughs> showered, like just got clean at AA uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or for like, sure. Or like unfreshly clean, just got clean, just got clean, unfreshly showered, non-showered AA uncle. Do you uh do you remember Jake the Snake? Oh yeah, see don't forget my brother basically knew all the wrestlers. Grew up on he, that? Okay. Yeah, he grew up on the whole yeah. culture before me. So I heard all the legends and then I got into it around that era when Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Kane, Undertaker. I did have a WCW uh ready uh Royal Rumble video game on Super Nintendo that introduced me to the characters at a personal level. Being was it Super Nintendo or was it the N64 one? 
No, this was 100% Super Nintendo. Was it? I remember the I had the N64 one. That one, the N64 one might have been the one that had uh, that guy with the skull face on it. I can't remember. Shaka Khan. I think so. And they had like Rey Mysterio, then like this dragon dude and shit. Oh, no, 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 no. I apologize. I said WCW Royal Rumble. I meant WWF Royal Rumble on Super okay. Nintendo. Yeah. That had like Mr. Perfect, Undertaker. Mr. Um, Perfect. Kurt, yeah. Kurt Henning is his name. But there was, there was a game that I played on N64 that was absolutely one of the best games ever. And I played that, and I stayed up super late with Zach Suharski at his house for slumber parties on his bunk beds playing that N64 game because I did not have N64. But that Royal Rumble game was so fucking sweet with Sting, Booker T, Wolfpack. Oh, my God. Rey Mysterio. That game was sick, dude, because you threw someone out and someone random would run in. Yeah, no, I love, dude. It stinks. Sting's one of my favorite from WCW. That was three dimensional. That game. If I'm thinking of the same one, I might have been thinking. I might be thinking of a PS1 game. Well, that's the whole PS2 thing with N64 is they were the 3D. Uh, that's what I thought. I have uh, to look the, it up. Well, there were some PS1 games that weren't really 3D. They were like 2D. Um, yeah, like Warzone. And you'd walk in like I had the- a PS. I had PS1. Uh, it was. Warzone, I think it was the first WWF game on PS1. I had that. Yeah, I remember playing a game called In Your House on PS1, and it's like the ring was in the middle, and then you'd have guys like say, "Here's you know my mic's the ring." You'd have the guys walking in sideways towards the ring, and it would just yeah. be that view of it. There wouldn't be any camera movement or anything. It would just be yeah. You know, there were some zoom. good wrestling games on PS1. Now that I'm thinking back, there were some really good games on PS1. Yeah, dude, there was a bunch. First one that, that was I like had the last was time game. I ever played games that weren't sports. Really, we used to do like Final Fantasy and stuff a lot. Yeah, that was huge on PS One. There's another one called The Legend of Dragoon, which was a really good fucking game. <laughs> Dragoon, I think. Dragoon. I've had, I think I've had Crab Dragoon before. <laughs> Crab Dragoon. Um, no, yeah, it was it was like a Final Fantasy type thing, but uh, you would summon dragons instead of like you know big giant whatever you'd get in final fantasy there was always cool shit but final fantasy i used to just i mean i think everybody would use you play for like the freaking the uh the cinematics in the movie they would have these awesome movies in in the games and there was just like couldn't wait to get to one of them and they'd be like 15 minutes long and be like the coolest fucking i wasn't into that personally but i could see that i did get into that value on the only game that i ever beat which was assassin's creed 2 on (laughs) xbox um but i did enjoy the movies on that and the storyline the ending of assassin's creed 2 is still one of the best storyline endings of anything i can remember there's so many video games with awesome storylines i was just talking about how you could be basically a script writer i was talking to jael at work you could be a script writer just for video games. Yeah, they. So at the school I go to, they have a. It's a whole degree program uh, for creative writing, and it's for entertainment, like in for movies, video games, TV shows, yeah, journalism, broad like sports broadcast, like anything. Yeah, it's fucking. Sweet. I've heard of those ones. I was gonna. Go, I, I was never, gonna. Go I never for thought that. of a video game writing major though, like or not a major, but like actually just. I, it made me think of Grandma's Boy, how they work for that video game company. How cool like, of a job would that fucking be? That's what I'm saying. Like, to be a production company, 
but you produce stories that are video games and then you have like instead of web developers you just have a few developers but obviously easier said than done finding people that could design video games but that would be a sick company to have hey jp how much do clothes cost in the matrix i mean think about how we we design we do digital marketing quick ad this podcast is brought to you by bean media productions we work for bean media productions um we do digital advertising video um web design pretty much anything to try to help people get their story out in marketing ways, but through the digital way. Um, but in terms of design, creativity, writing, it really wouldn't be that much different to be like a video game company in terms of workflow and concepts, because you would be almost like making movies, but you'd also be creating stories and creating exactly like, almost like a user experience where you'd have and to think like three clicks ahead of like for the user. And it's fantasy. So it's literally just pure imagination that you're using for these, these, these video games like the Witcher or well, the Witcher is like a, has a book behind it, but like the final fantasy games, any of that stuff, like coming up with these storylines and everything are, that are so complex. I mean, yeah. some of these games, like some of the Final Fantasy games, take I think forty hours of actual gameplay time to beat, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, and the stories that go along with it are great. Um, well, I figured that's we should probably transition over. Um, we'll take a quick break here, and we'll come back. That was a little bit of local. We kind of get all over the place here. Yeah. Um, but we'll come right back with sports and then we're going to do. We're going to have to wrap it up soon because you got your game in a little bit. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it, though. Um, let me but let's take a let's take a quick break because I actually have an ad that I'm going to play for the viewer because it's fucking hilarious. And then we're going to come back with a little bit of sports. But um, really, we're going to focus mainly on the results of our office worst cast member ever results. So quick. Ad, be, we'll be right I back. think, I think you might be surprised by mine. So definitely stick around. So that was the, uh, the throwback ad of the episode I saw on Facebook. Rayleigh actually said it to me, but it was, it said commercials were wild in the two thousands and it's two dudes in a high school and they're hanging out. And one of them goes like, and they go to sneak into the bathroom together and it says, are they smoking or are they gay? <laughs> I think I found it here. But I had to throw that in for the throwback ad of the week and get back. Oh to my God. I just found in. it. Yeah. Oh, look at up too, dude. They totally look like they would be. I mean, not that. Yeah, Not that there's anything way. wrong with that. Yeah, I it just, wouldn't fly in 2020 is the entire point of the joke here. It said commercials in the 2000, 2000s were wild. But yeah, when we, were, when we were kids, kids out there, that was the kind of stuff that we would see. So yeah, be thankful for what you got today because you can do whatever you want. You can yeah, smoke, you can be gay, you can do whatever the, the fuck you want. There were still cigarette commercials when we were kids. Yeah, and we quit smoking thanks to vaping. So hopefully that, um, hopefully that's 
that's okay. Oh, but if you're an yeah, athlete, this is healthy for us. If you're an athlete out there, don't vape, don't smoke, don't do anything. Keep your bodies nice and strong and healthy. You can always do shit when your athletic career is over. Speaking of athletics, we're gonna do a quick uh, sample of sports. I just wanted to touch on a few things, but I did want to point to our Instagram. Um, always check out our Instagram. We like to share some interesting things on there, but one of the things is I do, uh, one of the highlights is the hashtag weekly snatch, um, which sounds so gross and weird, but it's actually just uh, the best catch of the week. Um, there were three amazing catches for the Buffalo Bills this week. It was hard to crown one. I personally, just because... It was a deep ball, and I'm a quarterback yeah. at heart. Gotta I give crowned Stefan Diggs on that deep moss ball that he just went up and then went absolutely <laughs> afterwards. Um, but John Brown, close close third. And then Beasles. That is, um, that's probably the catch of the day for me, actually. I so. know. It's so tough to not give it to Cole Beasley on the weekly snatch of the week here, but – that catch on the goal line by Cole Beasley was also incredible. I call him the rodeo clown because he's straight up. He's just a Texas rodeo clown, man. He's, he's so tough. He's so quick and fluid and fast. And he just gets like up over the, over the wall right before the bull comes in and stabs him through the heart. Seems like every time he catches the ball. Yeah, he, he's, he's awesome. I love having him on our team. He's one of the my receivers. favorites. The receivers just, here. It's just so crazy, like, being a top team. We've gone so long with just not even being recognized. Yeah. And, and now it's like, ev- during every game that you watch now, they're talking about the Bills. Mm-hmm. That was never a thing. Uh, right. And, you know, unless it was early 90s, mid-90s or whatever, that hasn't been a thing since. But now it's like, People are talking Josh Allen like all the time, and right. it's just that's sweet as that. and that's and a all, touchy subject for me. I would love to ask you what you think about what. What do you say to the non twenty, the pre, the skeptic pre twenty twenty? That is the person that might have not believed that Josh Allen is good enough, but also the Bills fan generally are you opening up the are you opening up the doors to get on the train or are you shutting them as far as letting people on just just the bills train generally just because we're train just because we're doing good now yeah do you feel like i i i want to know what you think in terms of if you had a guy come up to you on the street and say you know i never was a bills fan before but i gotta be honest i am now would you be cool with that or would you be like, fuck off? I think just because I'm kind of an asshole, I don't really show it too much at work, but I'm definitely an asshole. I'd, I'd be kind of pissed that that guy'd be doing that. But like, what about all the other years? That's kind of how I feel about this situation. I but, see, I see the love coming in and I'm kind of getting a little bitter already. Like, yeah, it's kind hey of like, guys, you, know, you guys fuck fucking you guys. hated us. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wanted to give us a shot, especially because of Alan. Like, Nobody wanted to give that kid a shot. Nobody wanted to admit. Wasn't even prospected when he was in high school by anybody. Yes. For colleges. I'm like, that's what's really cool. I hate to be that guy right now, but I'm going to be. I saw something the first start of Alan's career. 
know he he jumped over Anthony Barr in that Vikings game, and everyone was like, "Wow, athletically, this guy's special." But what I saw was what I I have to come up with a reg term for it, but I call it the wild eye, and it comes from playing the sport and playing sports generally. That there's a certain uh, there's a certain look in someone's eye when shit hits the fan that you can either tell that you'd get behind them or you would leave them to die. And when you look into someone's eyes on a football field, if you're a quarterback, you, first of all, even if you don't have it in you, which I proudly feel I do, I don't know if it's just from playing and being a psycho from playing since I was a little kid, but there's a certain psychosis that some quarterbacks have that you can see it in their eyes, Brady, Breeze, little bit of Rogers. Rogers has a little more of a cool hand. Like I'm always cool kind of vibe. Um, but I personally love the ones that are completely different beast when the, when the game goes on and they will never, uh, they might, they might lack here or there. Like, you know, the Favs, the, the savage quarterbacks out there, but even Mahomes, who's so sweet and cuddly seemingly, He's got a mean look on his face when he's in the game. If yeah, you watch, he's he's got yeah, he's got a mean switch. And some guys don't have that. The Stafford, the Wentz, the Matt Ryan, uh, Blake Bortles. I could go on and on, but some guys just don't have this switch. And I saw that in Allen from the get-go. And I knew, having played the position, that if he could figure out the game and and be nurtured and have the weapons around him that he does that he was going to do this so i don't want to be that guy but i'm going to be that fucking guy because i personally have believed in in one seven since the beginning but i'm just so skewed right now in how i feel about i'm almost so i'm almost bitter when i hear someone say like admittedly like i was wrong about josh allen i almost get more mad to hear that I would almost rather you keep your fucking take and keep talking shit than to, than to like admit that, Oh, now you're going to be a fan. Cause he's so fun to watch. Well, he was that fun to watch when he was missing touchdowns, but he didn't have Stefan Diggs running under it. And I think that's a testament to what Brandon Bean has done with this franchise. And I heard that, there's rumors of Dable going after this season. And I talked about, um, I've talked about Ken Dorsey here on the pod and I've started realizing maybe I should shut up because maybe Brandon Bean is keeping Ken Dorsey a secret for when Brian Dable leaves. Um, so that nobody really knows about Ken Dorsey and tries to, you know, swipe him. But I just think it's really cool to see the contagious leadership. Um, two things I saw, uh, contagious courage, and just lack of fear and how a real leader like a Josh Allen, um, like a Jimmy Butler, two examples of that being contagious. Josh Allen gets injured on Sunday. Two quick examples, one in the Bills game, one in the Heat Lakers series. But what when leadership and, and this, this psychosis, this switch that I refer to takes over and leads to just a contagious courage amongst peers. Allen game, guys always showing that that leadership, always showing that toughness and togetherness. He leaves the game. What happens? 
this wasn't seen in the telecast so much. You might not have caught it. Somebody did catch it, and I saw it amidst my just Twitter verse. But there was a clip of Matt Barkley on the sideline getting ready when we did not know whether Josh was going to come back or not. And Diggs, Stefan Diggs, who has taken heat for his teammateship, much like Jimmy Butler also has in the past, was over with Barkley, immediately coaching him up and getting in his face in a positive way, getting ready for the next play. And Stefan Diggs has taken heat in Minnesota for being a bad teammate and being a cancer and complaining. So it goes to show you, regardless of all the things that people want to talk about stats, regardless of all the other things that they want to talk about with Josh Allen, it goes to show you what that does to a, to a fellow teammate where you've got a guy like Stefan Diggs, who you might've thought was a bad teammate is now helping the backup quarterback when shit hits the fan. Second example, I've talked a lot about uh, Tyler hero on here. I haven't really talked too much about Jimmy Butler. Cause I'm going to be honest. I never liked him that much. I always respected him. I always thought it was cool that he made it. I always loved that he was a sort of a rags to riches story and he stayed uh, humble and real. But one really cool thing that I saw in this, this Lakers series, the Heat lost two of their starters, Bam Adebayo and um, Goran Dragic, who have been huge parts of their success in this run to the finals. They lost them in game one. So basically they were written off as a sweep and Jimmy Butler comes out in game three and has a triple double and doesn't even attempt a three, but Tyler hero, the 20 year old kid at the end of the game, who's admittedly already fearless on his own accord, but having a leader to look up to, and having a guy that's out there leading by example and showing that he's not afraid of fucking LeBron, well, guess what? Tyler Hero's not afraid either. But if Jimmy Butler's not showing that he's not afraid, then they're already down 3-0, and it's a sweep, and and we're, we're, we're talking a completely different conversation. But, again, the purpose of this pod, to obviously give credit where credit's due, report some news, but also just talk about some of the things that we we value and I just thought that was so cool to see a couple examples of leadership. Um, and there's a really cool video out there on YouTube of Josh Allen. Uh, I'll share it. I'll share it somewhere uh, in the comments on, on YouTube here, but it shows his entire arc from when he got to Wyoming and when he left and what he did for Wyoming football. And it's just really special to see. You'll have to check that out. I'll, I'll send that to you, Matt, so you can see that because it's just really cool to see he's doing a very similar thing here. It's almost like it, 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 if, if you really, if you ask somebody from Wyoming who had followed Wyoming football, I bet you they would, they would be like, man, you're a real, you're really crazy for this kid's got just like a, an extra X factor that, that just elevates people around him. And that's just so special to see. Yeah. You can see that the players rally behind him too. I mean, I was getting nervous when I saw him grabbing his shoulder and then you're just like, Oh, come on, dude. No, because it wasn't so, even on one of those plays. Cause you know, like he never, he has to get yelled at by the coaches to just go down and not get mm-hmm. tackled, you know? And it wasn't even one of those plays. It's just like, Right, trying to do the right thing, and then that happened, and it's like, no, no, I, I, I don't dislike Barkley, but 
Well, you hate to say this, but he's a big, strong kid. Unlike some of these other guys that, like Baker Mayfield, he tries to he tries to be thick because he's small. I love but that he was the Heisman winner and Josh Allen wasn't, and he was like the second QB or whatever to go. I don't know. I, I just I love that we got Josh Allen. I did not want Mayfield at all. Yeah. I didn't think Mayfield was a good fit here, and I didn't think he was a good fit in Cleveland, but they actually don't look too bad. They're doing um, good, dude. They had a killer game. They have a great run game. One of their running backs did get hurt. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But it's been an exciting year in the NFL so far. Um, Hopefully that keeps up. I wanted to tell you, um, unless you have anything else on NFL, I wanted to switch over to motorsports because I had something for you. Yeah, go for that. I want to hear what that's about. Yeah, so I was flipping through the other day, and I saw this show called Donk Master. And I'm like, what the fuck could this be? So I click it and it was on Vice, which I always, I've always loved Vice. They do pretty awesome stuff. They have such a unique style that's like broken down and kind of handheld and natural that it almost makes you feel like you are there. And I love that. I love that style. But um, I love Vice. This, yeah, this show, Donk Master, it's shot in, in exactly the way that you hope if you're a Vice fan. But it's about this dude, and I can't think of – hold on. I can't think of his uh, full name, his real real name, but he is, like, quote-unquote, the Donk Master because he is unbeatable. Um, and he they race these – these um, it's down south primarily, and they were traveling all over from Atlanta to – uh, New Orleans, Georgia. I know I said Atlanta, but they were in several different places. Um, and they were doing drag, but they're doing drag racing, not dressing up in drag, but drag racing. And they were doing, um, they're racing these cars. The first episode I watched, this dude rolls up to the line with this huge donk, they call them donks. And it's one of those cars that you'd think you'd see almost in like a fucking Paul wall video that look with, they have huge rims and very skinny little tires and they look like they could like lift and they're all souped up. And this one car had 1500 horsepower but they're That's so crazy. heavy that they have to have this horsepower. And I'm not, I'm not the most knowledgeable in terms of cars, but my girlfriend is. And she was just telling me, like, you need so much horsepower because of how heavy the car is. And he races the first race I watch. This dude from another race team somewhere else in the state rolls up and everybody wants to race the donk master. Cause he's like unbeatable. He's like the legend. And if you race him, you get clout because it's like, I ran with the donk master and they all bet like they bet like two G's a race up to like 10 G's for one race. And they'll pick, you know, they'll, they'll get lane pick or they'll also do two different types of tree on the lighting. So they'll do like pro tree or standard tree. And I, I can't remember which one's which one of them is like, the three lights, ding, 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 green. And then the other one is just all three yellow, green drop. And it was just really amazing. I think you'd really like it. But the first episode he races, this dude brings in two Corvettes 
305. I think they kept saying 305. And carbon fiber body, this one dude's like, yo, that shit is like 3,000 pounds less. There's no way you're going to beat this fucking car with that fucking big-ass donk. The donks have nitrous. So it's not only a different style of drag racing, but the donks themselves, you have to race them differently. So he races this donk versus Corvette and he fucking smokes this Corvette, but he races other dudes with donks and they, 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 they time their NAS. I felt like I was watching fast and furious and I was 12 years old again. It was pretty cool. Yeah. No, dude, those things are sweet. My, my uncle actually has a drag car, like a legit one. It's got like 1200 or no, like, 1300 horsepower or something it's really With crazy like the, like the long skinny body no he doesn't do the the funny cars um oh, okay do you know what kind of car it is it's a camaro nice it's a like a 90s style body camaro i mean i guess it's kind of long and thin but it's not like that super long where you got yeah like no two, i was wondering like bicycle yeah. tires in the front. yeah i had an uncle make one of those yeah those are like the funny cars um but it's kind of like that kind of longer and thinner um with like the giant ass back tires, smaller. Yes. Uh, it's it's yes. fucking sweet. See, that's cool. the shit that gets me excited. I feel like I go into like a past life. My father actually, I've told you on the pod before how he used to be in the pits for Steve Collins, uh, sprint car racer, doc, doc Collins, the flying physician. That's cool. But he, he retired from racing. But back in the day, my dad used to be in the, the older racer, Tom Tabor's garage, and he would pit with him. And they used to run up on this quarter mile they used to run. And my dad used to go up there. And he said when he was, like, young, he used to be the one in the middle to drop his arms. And that's just, that's like, cool. a cool thought I have about my dad. Um, I want to switch over. Um so we can fit in a quick doc film movie. I've got one for you. And then we'll go over the results of the office worst cast member. And then we'll end with our five songs of the week. Yeah, let's Um, go for it. Another quick break, quick advertisement. This podcast is brought to you by bean media productions for all of your digital marketing needs. BC be heard (laughs) with us. Yeah, grow with us, baby. Um, but yeah, Bean Media. If you ever need, if you ever need anything, you can reach us at uh, beanmediaproductions.com. So, switching over to the screen, we'll talk a little bit about the Office Worst Cast Member. We did a little poll, top three worst, so we're going to go over the results but quickly we'll do we want to bring out of the woodwork zombie style because it's hollywood and it's uh hollywood halloween i wanted to bring back doc film movie this was a game that we played in one of our couple of our earlier episodes when we were trying things out and it actually popped back into my head that we haven't done it in a while so i figured what better time than now so i'm going to give matt or the zoo here rather a story that i'm going to tell just a quick little 30 second one minute story minimal detail and matt's going to try and guess if it's a documentary if it's an actual real life news story or if it's a movie fictional movie story so here we go i'm going to tell the story for this edition send in your best little snippet to us at 
at Reg in the Zoo, or you can find me on Twitter at Jer7Reg. Um, what's your handle, Matt? The underscore zoo, 716? 716. So send us, find us, follow us, DM us, talk to us, be our friend. But send us your best uh, film, movie, doc, and we will try and guess it on the air. But so here we go. I'm going to roll here. So a little story. All right, Matt. So I'm going to lean back for this one. A group of individuals end up on a tugboat. They're out in the middle of the ocean. They're trying to find, um, they're trying to find something. They're, they're all on a, a specific quest together. And what they end up finding out is this in the middle of the ocean, unbeknownst to them on their quest, they find this boat from the civil war and the civil war boat happens to have run for years, but it also happened to be the site of an incredibly terrible tragedy that a lot of people happen to die during, but also um, they never found these people and they also never found this boat. And unfortunately, all but one person from the original crew unfortunately died. So is that a documentary is that a real life news story or is that a fictional movie i'm gonna go with a real life story because you said um you felt remorse or whatever when you said that unfortunately these people died there that these people died so i'm gonna go with a real life news story wrong documentary (laughs) This was the movie Ghost Ship. Dude, I was thinking that, but like when you said Civil War, I, that that just totally. I fucking I I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. He said I was just watching it. Great movie. I'm sorry. Great movie. It might not have been Civil War, but I didn't want to lose track. Um, no, they didn't. But have he does like start talking about War. when they find when they find the ship in the beginning. I totally forgot. One of my favorite movies um, of all time, by the way. But when they find the ship, he says something like, "He, the one dude knows exactly what the ship is," which I yeah, never remember. The the main the main guy, like their leader, like because they're all like underwater welders and shit. Yeah, you know, that like, guy also folks. plays the devil in End of Days, which yeah, you have to watch. I do know that. I I have seen the tiniest bit of End of Days. And yeah, you got to watch it now him. that we're older. It's a great, it's a great movie. Yeah, because um, he's in the Usual Suspects as well. But yeah, send in send in a challenge for us, Doc Film Movie. Send us a quick quick little excerpt. Make it up because it can be fake. Not really, because if you make it up, then you're not playing the game right. But it would still be funny to read it and have us guess it, and then we'll never fucking know. But Get at us. Get at us on, on the social. So I was thinking that it was Ghost Ship, too, but I'm like, you said Civil War. 
I know the, the Civil War kind of was the Civil War did kind of throw it off. I kind of cheated, but I didn't want to lose you. And also, I almost fucked it up a few times because I almost said a tragedy happened that everyone died but one little girl. But that was confusing because the girl, how did the little girl end up dying then? Did she just starve to death on the boat? Did she yeah. just, because she never, she's always a little girl in the movie, but yeah, in that's the, beginning, the girl that everyone that's gets the girl her that looks like Shelby. <laughs> yeah, true. Emily, Sucker punch. Emily Brown? Her yeah, true. Sucker punch. Browning. A young sucker punch. Um, so I put it out on my own Facebook, but I got a lot more engagement than I expected. And I did it as a little experiment because I want to try and do what we can to um just get people to listen and also engage with the pod. But um we'll try and go through these results and you're gonna have to tally. Matt, a.k.a. Zoo, as we go through here, I'm not going to name people's names, but I'm going to go through. Um, I put out a line and I said, what are your top three least favorite characters from The Office? In order from uh, three to one, one being the most hated. Can and I, am, I yeah, giving you, am I giving you mine at all before you read Yeah, you can, give me, you can give me yours and... And I'll give you mine, and we can go over a little bit real quick, and then we'll go through what the people had to say. Um, I, so do you know your top three off the top of your head? I have two right now. Okay. Uh, My oh, Well, yeah, think of your top three. And I think that's, that would technically make you part of the, the sample. Okay. All right, so I definitely got my two. I got no, I got my three. I got my three. All right, what are they? All right, so Pete Miller. Who the uh, fuck is Pete Miller? And Clark Green are on there for sure. They're in the final season. Wait, wait, wait. You might have gotten this competition wrong. Are you referring to people in the show or their real person? Because I'm referring to members of the show. These are their characters' names. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because I didn't know who the hell you were talking about. Yeah, Pete and Clark. Uh, oh, is that the, the, the interns? Uh, they're, they're not interns, but they're like they're temps. They're from the temp agency in the last season. Okay. Um, so Pete ends up dating Aaron, the... The new oh movie. yeah and then clark is the one he's in like hot tub time machine new gym new plop no he uh, is plop new, new dwight oh yeah pete's plop yeah that's right and then it, the so color green they say it looks like dwight's son yeah so and, those are your two and then what's your number one uh, i'm not sure if this is going to surprise people um i'm just looking for the character name because i don't know the character oh yeah is uh, Will Ferrell's character actually D'Angelo? D'Angelo Vickers. That's my awful. My least, absolute least favorite Will Ferrell moments in acting uh, on anything, and just one of my least favorite characters in any any show, TV, movie, anything. I agree. Terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. I feel as though it, it's not his fault. 
But no, it's not. It's just you can tell the writers they didn't. They had no idea what they wanted to do with him. Yeah, it was definitely a swing in the miss, and that's why he does make my list also. And to be honest with you, my list. I, I forgot two people when I made my list, but I went Gabe at three, Jan. Oh no! Yeah, Jan at two. Jan, okay. Uh oh. As the as the results started Wait, pouring in, did you say your number one yet? No, that was D'Angelo Vickers was my number one most hated. Okay. Because you just kind of cut out a little bit there. Oh, okay. sorry. Uh, yeah. So Gabe. Jan. Gabe Lewis. I love Gabe's character, dude. Oh, see. I love I, it when when uh what's his face? Andy's talking with Aaron. And then he goes into the ba- Gabe goes into the bathroom to yell at Andy and he's like, Stay away from Aaron. I own over two hundred horror movies all this stuff. Fucking love No, it. you're right though. That is that I, I'm not gonna lie, I I laugh my ass off at Gabe I, and I just honest, like him. I just like yeah. Zach Woods, the actor that plays him, because he's on Silicon Valley and he's fucking hilarious on that show. Well, um, here's here's the results. I'm not so you got your tally ready because there was a few in here that I actually forgot about and it sort of affected my list. But are do you have your pen ready, Matt? Yeah, I got my notepad open here. So it's going to be hard. You're going to have to keep up with me. So. I'm not going to read people's names. I'm just going to read them by each one by their top three. So then first person, a male, Kelly, Gabe, Charles. Kelly, Gabe, who's Charles? Charles was the black dude who comes in as the manager with the glasses, Idris Elba. Yes, that's right. He's all like, he's all mean to Jim. He's super mean to Jim, and Jim okay. Jim is a bitch to him. To be honest with you, Jim acts like a little bitch to him. All right, um, but he was one Charles that I forgot about. Jan, Toby, Gabe, what? Toby, Gabe, Charles. Now, quickly on Toby. Toby's designed to be hated, and. I find Toby to be possibly one of the funniest. I think he's yeah. I think he's one of the funniest fucking characters. I love, I love the shit he does. I love when he he's like trying to do some sort of training, and they're all in the meeting, and he's <laughs> trying to get Steve Carell's attention, and he's like the ant traps or something, or rat traps or something. And he's like, he's like this is a rat trap, and he just like like snapping his. Oh my god, I fucking Toby, Toby, and Steve Carell. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. All right, Toby's next. one of the writers, actually. His real, real character. Uh, I did not life. know that. I think his name makes Paul, sense, uh, but he's one of the writers for the show. Kelly, Angela, Ryan, Gabe. Hey, on one sec. Sorry. Kelly, Angela, See, and Ryan. Oh, bro, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. You're supposed to be tallying. I hear you typing. Well, I got to tape. I got to tape out the names. I can't really. I don't have all the. It's just easier this way. It's just easier this way. Ready? Gabe, Karen, Bob Vance. I was like, who hates Bob Vance? Bob Vance refrigeration. What did he do to anybody? He's not even on it that much. And that one received a backup. Somebody said this is correct. 
to that. So two people for Gabe, Karen, and Bob Vance. Next, season one, Michael, Nellie, and Clark. And Nellie was one that I actually also hate. And I don't like Nellie, but... Nell was so annoying. But I hated the two, the two dudes more, Pete and uh, Clark. Yeah. Somebody said, Toby, Toby, Toby. Man, and then, fuck Toby, Toby, Toby. <laughs> so that receives one vote only for Toby, even though it was said six times. And then I have Jan, Ryan, Andy. Well, how can you hate Andy? <laughs> I hate Andy sometimes. Then you have... In the DeAngelo. last season, in the last season, I hate Andy. There's parts where I I hate when Al, I hate when Andy's being a cuck with Dwight. I just I really hate that whole part where Andy's get like literally getting cuckolded. That's oh, so so gee. uncomfortable. Um, D'Angelo Vickers, Gabe Ryan. I have Gabe got and it. Ryan. Yep, Gabe, Angela. Meredith. Somebody hated Meredith, which I found to be funny. Meredith drinks uh, hand sanitizer, which always keeps her off her the hate list for me. Also, when Angela exposed herself by pulling her dress on Casual Friday was also one of my favorite moments of all time. On Meredith. Meredith, where, where are your panties? It's Casual <laughs> Friday. It's Casual Day. Yeah. Uh... Gabe, Ryan, Will Farrell. That's another vote for D'Angelo Vickers. And then coming down to the end of the list here, Gabe, Andy, D'Angelo. I have one vote for Pam only. Mm. Surprisingly, oddly enough, I have one singular vote for Pam. And then wrapping it up, I have one more that is Nellie Bertram, Holly, and then Zach. But I I questioned who Zach is. He the intern because I thought Steve Carell's nephew comes into the show and he gets spanked. But upon further analysis, that was adjusted. I think I mean Gabe. The one who dates Aaron for a little bit and is a little bitch when they broke up and was crying. Then he hated Andy for getting with her. He over he worked for Saber when they took over. Yeah. So that is Gabe. So that is the final count for the 2020 uh, top three most hated characters. So who do we have? Do you got do you got the final tally here on on what the public has to say? So we compute on our 80s counting machine. So we got nine for Gabe. Nine, Gabe. Is that the most? I believe he's going to be the most. Uh, Give me one second here. (laughs) All right, I'm running out of breath. I can't do that all day long. This is where we play the office theme song. Toby's got three. Toby's got three only. That's yeah, I thought also, he had more. Also surprising to me. Um, yeah, Gabe's on here the most, so he's definitely in first. Uh, Ryan's on here more than I thought he would be. Ryan's on here three times as well. 
three for Ryan. Yeah. Which is surprising because I actually I kind of like only Ryan. Two, only two for Jan, right? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, four for Ryan. So Ryan's in second, right? Now. Ryan's in second. Yeah, Jan's on here twice. D'Angelo's got to be up there. Yeah, D'Angelo's got one, two, um, three, three for D'Angelo. That's it. Thought there was more. How many for Kelly? One, two, three. I only had one for Kelly. I had two for, or no, I got two for Kelly. Oh, yeah, I got two. And then two for Nelly. You know what? Only one person said Holly. That was weird. How does nobody not? I realized. And then actually, someone else said, I also hate Holly. But they had already given their top three. And yeah, I also I, forgot about Holly. And I fucking yeah. hate her too. Yeah, her character was kind of lame. I, I mean, because honestly, Holly she, was great until she left. And then I hated her. Yeah. But I, mean, I did hate her in the beginning when they were being weird. I mean, I think that's one show that needed Steve Carell to yeah. be what it was. That's the only way it worked. He was just. Because as soon as I, he left, it's like yeah. they totally changed Andy's character. Yeah, Andy's character completely. Changed. I can't even he just watch cha- he it just, after Steve Carell. He just they just turn Andy into like a fucking asshole. It's like, all right, let's just make him the biggest asshole possible. It's like, why? Because he, he gets power. That's what happens. You know what I mean? People get power. But like, what's even to some of it just doesn't make sense with him. But I don't. I don't like the arc of. I don't like the arc of Andy. A lot of times, I think Andy. Well, it's because he was always going off doing movies and stuff. Like right, because, yeah, yeah, and yeah they had to and, cut him out, and then he and they had to back. just come up with something. Yeah, I didn't him. really watch it when it was on TV. I only watch it now because it's got no commercials because it's so much better. Yeah, he's got a couple good one-liners. I like when he goes to anger management, like the first time, but then the second time he's got to go to it, and like uh, Aaron's like, maybe we can go to anger management together. And then Andy's like, you know what? That would actually be kind of cool. I'd like you to meet some of the guys. <laughs> like it's. Like, yeah it's so dumb dude like how many like votes for toby uh toby had I believe toby had three or four let me see here one two three for toby so we really only have it's pretty much a wash other than gabe's Number one. Gabe and Ryan had four. Ryan had four. Gabe, Ryan. Then it's a tie um, between D'Angelo, Toby, and I think that's it. It's between them. Well, there you have it. Our first official results from the people. We'll try and do somewhat of a little poll. Um, Get at us on social media. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you want to see anytime. But I'm we're gonna try. I'm surprised nobody said Robert California. Dude, that's a good point. I hate Robert California. I forgot about him. A lot of I people just, like I kinda liked him. All he did was compare things to sex and stuff. Which was like partly funny and partly just kind of not that funny. But I'm I'm gonna be honest, I did revisit some Robert California content and I didn't mind it this time around. When I first saw him, I wasn't huge, but after I got over it and revisited the 
the series. Rayleigh, my my girl, she's watched it like five times because they said that they were going to take it off. So she just started rewatching it and watched it all the way through, like towards the end of uh, quarantine era. But great show, all timer. We couldn't um, we couldn't uh, not put that out. Once I saw how many people kind of responded to that little poll, I just thought it was cool to just do a little thing. So we'll try we and gotta- do a little bit of that each time. We got to do more of that. Maybe we can do one for Parks and Rec next. Yeah, definitely. That'd be not a bad idea. Um, I figure we can sort of take a quick break, uh, quick ad real quick, and then come back, wrap it up with sounds, a.k.a. music and all that kind of stuff. So quick break. This podcast is brought to you by Bean Media Productions, (laughs) Buffalo, New York, for all your video production and advertising needs be seen be heard grow with us so yeah if you want us to read your ad we can um and yeah we know how to read during our during our nine to five we we do that stuff um we have a little bit more fun here obviously on the pod but by day we we do a lot of of cool things with marketing and advertising and video we actually I hosted one with one of our clients, not going to get into it too deeply, but it was really cool because I felt like I was more ready for it because of our podcast here. Yeah, Um, that's fair. And then also another quick, really quick ad drop. I got a second new hat. Last episode, I had the vintage hat from uh, Old School Hat on Instagram. But today I have a new hat and I'll show you the front, even though I always wear my hats backwards, if it's a snapback. But this is the new one. It just says, trust no one. That's Um, cool. I like that. The brand is Stunton Damn Fine Goods. But I had gotten their ad quite a bit um, on instagram and facebook and eventually i just kind of caved and was like you know what i'm gonna buy that because i like it so much i want to talk about it on the pod but to be honest with you bro this hat itself the actual quality of it and they did not pay me to say this is just really really quality this brand stunting um so if you check out their hats they've got some funny kind of weird shit i like weird shit but i have trust issues based on some of the weird shit i've done in my life uh, I just thought it was kind of a cool thing in 2020, but it's got the little rope joint. You can't really tell, but I love the little rope joint. The quality is just absolutely killer. It feels so comfy on my head. Um, really soft. The band is nice, but it's like one of the most comfiest hats I've bought. I'm not just saying that. So I wanted to kind of uh, peep that real quick in an ad kind of break as we head into sounds music in that so anything you've been listening to lately matt this time of the year actually today first thing in the morning i was listening to magic sword again i've talked about them on the podcast before it's like my snowboarding music just fucking love it it's starting to be it's starting it's turning into that season again very soon i've been so, thinking about you um who did you you say you were listening to some edm yeah magic sword Oh, some magic sword. You've mentioned them. I still haven't gotten to like dive deep into them. They're just so um, good. So good for snowboarding. At least I, that's yeah, easy, I definitely want to come EDM. with you sometime this year. I want to yeah, come snowboard with you this year. Now that we're a little bit 
less awkward of friends now that we know each other yeah, a little right? bit. No, but, that'd be cool. I'm, I love going out with people. It's just, I just can't wait to get out there. It's been so yeah, man. long. And I, had I a, went kind of I, a stressful season working there last season. So I'm yeah, I remember you talking about that on the second job, fun. second job, uh, sob back in the, in the original days of Reg and the zoo, you used to talk the about originals. working there visit our original episodes they're still hold up we try we try to make these things so that they don't ever get old so you can listen to them from the beginning but obviously there's more timely stuff um next episode i'm not going to wrap it up yet i still have to give my youtube algorithm top five songs from the algorithm but um, next episode we're gonna be back in the studio and also we're gonna do a horror special so we're going to do basically the top five, couple different top fives. We're going to get a list together. He's going to get a list of each. I'm going to get a list of each. We're going to talk about them um, because uh, horror music, one of the things will be like top five horror music of all time on the next episode um, because we're going to do all horror, all your scariest, top five scariest, top five weirdest, goriest, goriest top five best music. Um, and then also because Matt, the zoo here was talking about how he was not afraid when he went to Gutelberg as a young man, it made me think, how about the top five most overhyped or not scary movies that people say are scary, but they're not really. And then the top five, good, bad horror movies. So there's a lot of top five there, but next, next episode, you can look forward to, um, the horror 2020 special, for Reg in the zoo, but, um, going back to music to kind of wrap up this episode, Steven Stromanger, I've had him on here. I have to get his handle. I'll try and find it before we get out of here, but he, I found him through a video on Facebook and he does these loop videos where he's got a design in the background and he's doing live music on loops and he's making custom music right then and there in the video and each one has just a really random very simple concept but ends up being an an extremely complicated composition um but i had commented to him on facebook he's always really cool uh whenever i post some of his stuff he always is really nice and like kind of shows love back so that's why i'm kind of giving him a little bit extra here but i had I had said something to him on Facebook like last month about how I was looking forward to some of his Halloween stuff because he just makes like the most kind of trippy, weirdy, weird stuff. Um, but he's already had two of them come out on his Facebook channel, one called trick or treat and the other one's called haunted mandolin. But, um, his, Instagram handle I have loading here is oh it looks like he's got a bunch of shit Apple Music even um I'll give you his Instagram handle it's mt that's uh like mount analog so mt dot analog a n a l o g u e mount analog creator from ohio i love music and art keep creating you gotta fucking check this dude out man he's i just realized his instagram is lit it has all of his content on instagram 
I found him on Facebook, but I'm telling you, this kid's going to go like somewhere. Um, so shout out to him. Also shout out to Luke Mon, former bean media intern who I mentioned his video, um, with mile high music being really cool here on Reg and yeah, Zoo. You heard it that. first. I saw that it got shared on something, uh, through some just, you know, just a little sort of page like ours will hopefully be someday with a nice following. But I saw that got reshared and had like 4,000 views in like a day. So big things for Luke man. Also quick shout out, not on the music side, but on sort of the music side, uh, my boy Bryce from, from, from Maryvale has a fashion brand, Cointel. Um, actually not sure if it's Co-Intel or Cointel. I would have to talk to him in person. But check out that brand, Cointel. Cointel. Um, he makes all of his own shit, him and his wife. Well, his wifey. I don't know if they're married, but they're a really creative young couple who I could see them making music for you're going to see their, their clothing in a music video here pretty soon. Guaranteed. Um, but yeah, stay tuned next week. We'll be doing our horror episode and we'll, you'll hear, you know, it's some of the top five music of all time, but really quickly I will wrap us up unless you have anything else. No, I'm thinking about the horror movie episode now. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're going to be excited for that. Um, So I'll wrap it up here with the algorithm five random songs that came through my my youtube uh first one admittedly you have to step into my first one with an open mind because i'm i'm gonna hurt some feelings i'm sure some people will maybe come at me but african child by aldous snow from the movie get him to the greek they even hate that song in the movie yes so I don't know what popped in my head this morning, but the song African Child by Aldous Snow was just such a comedic genius piece of work because they opened that movie with that video and it's like a fake music video of Russell Brand and he plays a fake musician and they they compose this song, but it's all about how like these fake celebrities are basically just taking advantage of you know the unfortunate people around the world and like they they move they you know they film him this rich you know ignorant celebrity you know in front of these little african children but it's just you have to have a sense of humor everybody's a little too touchy in 2020 i just thought that was a good little loosen up have a good time enjoy your life with a little african child by aldous snow secondly um tom mcdonald i don't know if you've heard of him matt but a lot of people i'm sure have he's kind of going viral the first video i saw of him was people so stupid but he's almost like a takashi 69 kind of character but without the stupid okay he's super intelligent he's a white dude and honestly he does do the thing where he's got like all the tats and all the like cornrows and stuff which again some people might say he's like bastardizing culture vulture type deal but he's whole his whole shtick if you check him out once you get by like the 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 just utter hypocrisy of what he's saying versus what you're seeing it's a real weird trip down americana he's like an independent rapper and his bars are unbelievable like he's legitimately an incredible rapper 
Um, and a lot of his new stuff is really comical and humorous surrounding our world and, and how ignorant we are. But the one song from one of his older ones I found on his YouTube, once I dug in there, it was called my people off the album dream people and the whiskey wars. And that song, it hit me. It was deep. I loved it. Like all the other stuff, the new stuff is cool and all, but it turns out like if you dig a little deeper, he was like an addict, super down on his luck, ready to kill himself. Um, and just, I mean, I don't know if he sold his soul to the devil or what. I don't know if he was as good of a rapper before, but his his artistic and creativity is just unparalleled. You got to check that dude out, Tom McDonald. But my song I'm recommending is My People from the album Dream People and the Whiskey Wars. Third, coming from sort of the classic period, Three Doors Down, Loser, classic. You couldn't even, you couldn't even pick Superman? No, because it's the Reg algorithm list of the week. It's not the most mainstream but superman is still a fucking great song i'm not if taking anything away from it. so yeah if you've if you've heard superman by three doors down you might like you've probably heard loser but also kids out there check out three doors down loser probably love it four that was their, that was their hit after superman that was a good one though i believe it was a hit track for a movie but i don't remember what movie we'll have to look it up um, four coming in to tease Matt's whistle to wet his whistle a little bit for the 2020 whistle. Halloween special next week. Tiny Tim from the song, sorry, from the movie Insidious, Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips. If you haven't seen Insidious, you might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. But there's a really awesome scene, one of my favorite horror scenes at the end of Insidious, uh, with this song involved. Great horror, great horror song for the year. But if you check out the video on YouTube, you can see what Tiny Tim actually looks like, and it's so funny, so weird. Um, and then number five, rounding out my top five algorithm weird music of the week that I bring to YouTube and YouTube brings to me is... Lonesome Town by Ricky Nelson, which has become... That's an uh, oldie. Oh, yeah, dude. I have now... This one hits home, and we'll find out. Maybe someday we'll find out we had listeners because I'm going to drop a quick movie idea. Actually, you know what? We might have to save it. I think we'll have to save my idea for a movie called lonesome town for another episode, but you will have to listen to lonesome town by Ricky Nelson. Um, and envision what kind of movie you would make because I'll tell Matt here off the air what my idea is, but I've got a bunch of ideas for that song and, uh, a whole plot line that could make a really cool film called lonesome town. So basically during quarantine, Rayleigh and I had, had been driving around a lot all through the countryside when you couldn't do anything here in Western New York. And that song just hit me. And I had a whole brain cloud of like a movie that could come out of that. Just listening to that song. So listen to lonesome town next time you're bored. Next time you're feeling down next time you're feeling weird and you run out of Reg in the zoo to listen to sit back and listen to lonesome town. But 
I think that's enough for me. I talked a lot. That's Next a long. That's a long episode today. I know one of our longer ones, but you know what? I think this is what we gotta we gotta stick with this uh, this this level of of attention to detail because I think the better we can be, the more people are gonna listen. Yeah, I agree. No, I like that. I'm really looking forward to the next episode, Halloween based. Yeah, that Just one's gonna be big. Um, shit. The zoo here is gonna be getting these split up so that we have. Obviously, that's why we're trying to segment these a little bit for the viewer because we understand nobody's going to fucking listen to us for an hour straight. So we try to break these up um, into little bite-sized pieces. So video-wise, you'll be able to subscribe on YouTube and and stick with us because we'll break these out and and each segment will maybe become its own little 10 to 15-minute video rather than an hour and a half. Um, and then also stay tuned on Twitter, JR7Reg. Um, at Reg in the Zoo on Instagram. Yeah, follow us for sure. Subscribe to us everywhere audio-wise so you can keep listening. And then also I do have a new blog up on the tryandtimes.com. Just a little bit about seasonal depression and some statistics and things that might make you feel a little bit less weird if you feel like you're feeling seasonally depressed. Um, So check that out too. Um, And then Obviously, be a good person out there. Make your own luck. Be courageous. Be contagiously courageous. And remember that fate loves the fearless. I think that's good for episode 16. Ooh, episode 16, fate loves the fearless. Let's do it, baby. We'll see you next week. Halloween 2020 episode. Reg in the zoo, baby. Share some ideas on our gram. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.